0: For Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on News Radio WFLA Orlando. <laughs>
1: All right, and welcome to the show, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, Building Damage Experts, every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio, Radio, ninety-four point one FM, ninety-three point one FM, and on the AM dial, five forty AM, if you're driving through the Orlando listening area, or on iHeart. Download the don't download the iHeart Radio
0: app, and you can search. I believe it is uh, Joe. Help me out here. The, oh, let's, uh, uh, let's see. It is uh, news talk. It's News Talk Central Florida. News Talk Central Florida. There you go. And I think it it. even
1: has a direct um, uh, website address. I think it's wflaorlando.com. Dot I and I'm reading the board up there. So WFLA Orlando dot I to listen to the show. The audio that we put out every Saturday is actually recorded via podcast here in central Florida and Altamont Springs. Uh, you can go check us out on our Facebook page, contractor talk with Richie Kidwell. Um, also, we have a landing page contractor talk podcast.com. Uh, we can uh, transport you there from the Facebook page, but if you want to have a peek in, in our studio, and uh, watch us uh, as we... uh Post produce. I don't. I don't think we're we're not at the level yet where we're going to go live on Facebook, but we do
0: stream mm-hmm. the uh, the podcast. We're, we're, and, we're getting and the close. audio. We're getting close. We're getting close. I mean, just... are, are it, you feeling froggy? I mean, sometime Ooh. soon we're going to have to very soon, to, very soon. Stay tuned because you're going to get that <coughs> notification. So make sure to subscribe, like, ring the bell, all that good stuff. There you because go. you don't want to miss it when it goes live. It's, mm. it's too hot to handle. Almost.
1: Oh wow! Well, hey. I am watching that. It's a different subject for something. It's a it's it's great uh, reality TV that makes me feel so much better after. That's watching. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Too and uh, and uh, speaking of, we'll uh, uh, give some applause to our uh, our guest, my cohort, my co-host uh, uh, in every show here, contractor talking Richie Kimball. We would not be the same without the one, the only Hans Kennen with Morgan Morgan. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. I feel like Ed McMahon. Ha. Mm, thank you. Thanks for having
2: me. <laughs> and, y-
0: and yeah, if you're uh, if you're watching, you can see Hans's suit. And every week, it's going to be something even more incredible <laughs> than the last <laughs> week. Every
2: so we'll, we'll have to step up our game. Now that we're going gonna go live on video, to. Yeah, that's what, the I expect
0: to see a lot of gold. Maybe next week, perhaps uh, Mr.
1: T <laughs> m- level, m- Mr. T starter kit, perhaps <laughs> yeah, well, something like that. Well, I was wondering last week you came in uh, dressed up, ready for court, and my yes. question to you was it was it real court or was it it's a Zoom court. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you
2: this: whether it's Zoom court or live court, the decisions still matter. So, whether you're, whether you're going in person or, or just doing it by Zoom, I have found that uh, the wheels of justice, uh, even though they grind slowly, continue to sure. grind either live or uh, or by Zoom. So,
1: right, but at least you're wearing
2: sweatpants if it's by Zoom. You can, you can, and not not from the from the
1: waist up. Obviously, you have to uh, you know, dress appropriately. But yeah, and last week, you you did not wear sweatpants. So I did not, I, not wear. I was, I was questioning.
2: And, and I don't wear sweatpants a lot. I, I think um, Jim Gaffigan said it best when he said, sweatpants are a sign you've kind of given up <laughs> <coughs> on, on on life or potentially. So I try to avoid that as a, as a
1: means of apparel. That's just after snack time for me. And I'm <laughs> okay, I need to- I need the sweatpants. Um, All right. So on on the show today, we've got a good show for you. Uh, We have construction angels on later on in the show. um, And uh, it's going to be great. A couple segments for you uh, and our listening audience. Um, We have uh, a couple of articles that have come out recently. I want to touch on, on the uh, ever changing insurance market that, uh, that we love so much here. Um, The ever changing uh, uh, market uh, landscape here in the state of Florida. We went from, law, uh, we're, we're talking about Florida Supreme uh, uh, what they call that? Florida Supreme case, uh, a case full, full. law since uh, 1897. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, given certain coverages, prevailing party attorney's fees, privileges to uh, uh, consumers to, against yeah. their insurance company, David versus Goliath. And uh, recently we just had that stripped away with us. Um, there are still rumors. I still hear all the time that uh, oh, I heard Morgan Morgan pulled out of property in Florida. Uh, no, 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 not at all. We still have doing
2: it all over the state. Uh, we take in many, many calls every day. You know, we, we talk to people every day about their claims, obviously at no charge to them. So no, we're happy to we're, we're happy to be in it, happy to stay in it. And we think as this is uh, going to continue, uh, we'll continue to be able to help consumers. Uh, uh, and honestly, as as Richie just said, there's some changes in the law that impact uh, impact in some ways, honestly, how we get paid and who pays us. But we've been able to help people every day. I did two mediations uh, yesterday, got both cases settled, but got both the folks exactly what they needed to get their house fixed and stay able to make some money, uh,
1: feed the family and take care of the law firm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's great to hear in case you have heard that because other people were saying, yeah. well, you know, and, and we, we were curious if, if John, yeah. Uh, Morgan was, uh, you know, was 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 tapping on the shoulder of the governor during all this and asking, what are you doing? You know, um, you know, he stayed pretty quiet uh, uh-huh. d- during all that. You saw uh, like Dan Newland went up there. Uh, I will say um, you know, most of John's influences
2: is, is is not to the public. Um, you know, he, he has access to, to folks at the highest levels. And well, I think a lot of work he does is more behind the scenes, I would
1: suggest. Yeah, Well, I you know, and to uh, I, I mean, I'm just pulling your chain because I because I know that there was nothing that anybody could have done. No. The You know, the governor uh, was set in his ways. He was not having a comma, a period, a word changed out of that bill that came through. That just was the death nail for all of us that work in insurance related claims. Uh, no, I certainly agree. Uh, and again, when when you need
2: political capital or, or ask for political favors, it's only better to use it on something where where you do have influence. Like you mentioned, those bills came down without without any any room uh, for
1: for even the legislature to change, much less any influence by any outside party. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Representative uh, Geller said. Um, we were brought here to legislate we are not legislating um uh, he stood up and uh and it, it's like uh it's like screaming into an empty barrel for him because he's a democrat uh and uh, they were very outnumbered uh let's say on a regular committee there were uh out of like let's say just you know I don't know, let's use round even numbers. If there's 10 mm-hmm. committee uh, yeah, folks that, like, that are sitting for that, like say if we're in uh, the Insurance and Banking Committee, right. uh, eight and, of them would be Republican, right. two of them. I mean, they're so outnumbered, uh, two of them would be Democrat. You know, so uh, let's put it this way and in the, in the, in the it's a lot easier to count because there's a lot of representatives, there's like 120 or 40 rep- mm-hmm. state representatives. Yeah. In the Senate, there's 40. So it's a lot easier numbers, right? So so let's just look at this. Representatives, uh, or excuse me, Republicans, uh, uh, Republicans versus Democrats. The past, when I first got involved in 2014, it was pretty it was pretty fair. It was, it was 2020 Republicans, Democrats, and uh, you had to really fight for it. But at least mm. it wasn't an unequal power. And you go fast forward to today, there's 28 20, Republicans 28, yeah, versus 12 Democrats, right. so they're having problems filling uh, filling the seats in these committees with Democrats. So most of these committees were heavy Republicans, eight versus four, you know, or whatever. So oh, yeah. the, the Democrats didn't have a, a standing chance and Republicans decided uh, they're going to they're stick together uh, mm-hmm. no matter what because they didn't have the numbers. Right. Uh, some of my friends uh, said, listen, man, I mean, the governor has been very, very, uh, you know, bullish on this to the fact that during the off season uh, before the special session came out in December uh, and they were changing seats in November before mm-hmm. that, the governor was threatening, threatening uh, all the Republicans and oh, saying, man. listen, if you don't do what I need you to do I'll run somebody against you in the primaries and you're going to lose your seat or you're going to have a very hard two years and we're going to make sure that you get crappy assignments right, no committee
2: in. assignments exactly. or, no, or nothing oh no, yeah no no it was, it was very very ham I guess ham-fisted or, or I think bullish
1: almost suggests like it's a positive it was just being a bully
2: yeah yeah,
1: and, really I mean, was. he just got way too powerful, way too drunk on that power. I mean, where the point to where, and, and it would and it would kind of, I was almost say it would be okay if he didn't take over the judicial branch as well, too. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's head of the executive branch, and we lost the legislative branch because they're just doing whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's why we didn't have major law change before that, because yeah. Chris Bras was the Speaker of the House, and he stood for the people and said, listen, he I'm did. only going to go so far. So they so they made the law change, and then they made two more after Chris Left. Right, And that was because we have a very weak Speaker of the House, we have a very weak uh, Senate President in Paso So they're just then admittedly saying, we'll do whatever the governor wants us to do. I mean, in print, like not, <laughs> not, even, not even just not by, even by hiding action. it, not even just by action. I mean,
2: literally, yeah. in the, the Donovan Sentinel, we're here. Uh, uh, the Senate President just said, we're here to institute the governor's agenda. <laughs>
1: And, and that's exactly why we're supposed to have these split powers where not, not one person, not one of those branches could be powerful over the other and we have a and we have an equal fair right. But well that has been stripped away from us, taken away from us uh, by having a very powerful governor. So I hope that we all see this and never put us uh, ourselves in that situation before. Um, already we're gonna have to take a break here, give some thanks to our sponsors on the contractor talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here at 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on iHeartRadio. And if you're just now tuning in, sorry about your luck, if you just now found us, thankfully you have, bounce on over to our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We do podcast this show. We do stream it out through other, uh, uh, I think, uh, ways uh, of streaming. I don't even know. uh, The way that we push it out through Spotify, uh, iTunes, iTunes, uh, uh, YouTube, those types of things? All of it. Spotify, YouTube, it
0: Overcast. we uh, Worldwide. Worldwide, baby. All right. That's is that a... getting audio or is that getting the, the podcast, too? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I would hope that it's getting everything for sure. I mean, we're going to have to talk to uh, our department over there to make yeah. sure that it's... That's what's up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh,
1: yes. We're, we're just now getting the swing of things. So we'll record the audio on Tuesday before the Saturday show comes out. So... We're not a live radio uh, radio station, but uh, live on the air, rather. But uh, if you do want to hit us up on a specific topic you want us to talk about on the radio, which will air on Saturday, and it'll also go live on our podcast, we'll be happy to take on those requests, those questions, any clarification. As you've uh, heard through uh, what we've talked about over the past uh, uh, episodes here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, we talk about the laws, we talk about industry knowledge, here, as it results in uh, in insurance related uh, claims. Uh, we talk about damages as it results to what to do, who to contact. We have uh, folks on uh, contractors, roofers, public adjusters, attorneys. Um, today uh, in a couple segments from now, we have construction angels or a nonprofit agent uh, agency or mm-hmm. organization that gives money to, uh, to, uh, to folks that have um, their loved ones have passed away in a construction in- in- incident. Yeah. Um I'm so it's, uh, it's, you know, they can apply right online and get the assistance that they need right away. Um, so to, to just, it's a great industry that we live and work in. Um, and so we, we talk to you, the consumer, um, just so you can have the, just the knowledge, the understanding of, uh, uh, you don't have to be alone fighting this, you know, and that's what it ends up being. And, and Han's can attest to this, how a lot of these insurance claims, and as you know, from the market, just being with this fake crisis coming on about there being an insurance crisis. Um, And uh, we're going to get to this here with this article. I want to bring up on the reasons why we've had insolvencies or why we have insurance troubles and why the reasons we're having so much uh, uh, increases in our premiums and seemingly less coverage, less coverage,
2: higher premiums. I mean, so I was going to say there's certainly a crisis of premium, um, but that's obviously allowed the insurer presses for it. um, Office of Insurance Regulation allows it. So the crisis to the consumer, the consumer really doesn't view themselves as having a policy crisis or things like that, even though they in fact are are having a policy mm-hmm. crisis. They just haven't learned it yet until they until their next loss. But certainly that there is a, a <laughs> <laughs> and really that there will be a crisis at that point that they'll, that they'll realize for them. Now it's just a crisis of pocketbook.
1: Really, right, right? I mean, and and I love what you said on a prior show. You said, "Listen, I, I wouldn't be hung up on looking at all the policy coverages on there. More or less, look at the exclusions." <laughs> You know, and understand what you don't have mm-hmm. at first. I think that's great advice, um, you know, and start looking at the things that say either an N for no, because they have a little column over to the right. So yeah. it'd be like Y for yes. So like, do you have volcano coverage? Yes. Sinkhole <laughs> coverage? No. You know, wind coverage? Maybe. You know, and so, mm-hmm. uh, but they'll, uh, you know, they'll either. uh and I, I swear, I saw one uh, citizen's policy uh, after Hurricane Irma uh, in, in, uh, in the Key West. And it uh, had a wind exclusion. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm sure we can help you out." You know, and just to, for me, I, I'm not a uh, an attorney or uh, or an insurance agent, but I said, "Listen, I can't tell you what your coverages are. I'm going to tell you if I can take on uh, this this assignment, yes or no." Uh, you know, so he pops out this policy. It's a wind exclusion. I was like, yeah. I, "I can't." You you can pay me cash, no problem. You know, but uh, he ended up doing uh, you know paying me cash uh, out of pocket to to help him out, and we did. But I was like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, you bought a bad policy. So I love that advice. Look at the exclusions uh, that you have. Cause they're getting worse and worse every day. If it's not yeah. a managed care Provider program where uh, where you get a quote unquote discount, but you have to use their managed care provider. Mm-hmm. Then it's some other exclusion, like or a cap, like ten thousand right. dollar water cap.
2: And one thing to keep in mind too with that, with, as part of that <laughs> advice, like what you said is is you bought a bad policy. What really happened is someone sold you a bad policy. Um, mm-hmm. You bought what someone obviously or potentially recommended to you and said, "Oh, this will be good." Now, now you may make a, a value decision and say, "Well, I want to save a dollars bucks a year. So I'm going to have no wind coverage when that's going to be, sh- generally speaking, the only thing that's going to happen to my house in, in Key West is either a flood or the wind's going to blow it down. That's right. um, but again, it, be cautious when, when when the agent says, oh, you should be okay. Now, if you want to go in and say, look, I'm going to spend as little as possible. The reality is you're going to get as little as possible mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. comes to coverage, when, when, when it comes to time to need it. So if you're going to essentially self-insure yourself, which is what happens there, so you may save yourself <clears throat> and just general numbers on under citizen's policy with wind exclusion, maybe save yourself a thousand bucks a year and and money's money and we realize that. But the devastation of a single storm, the devastation of a small storm um, is is many, many multiples of what that savings may be. Mm -hmm. If you got sold it, then then it's one thing. But if you bought something like that, you have to be more cautious. And if you're going to be sold a policy, you want your agent to tell you what we talked about, which is, OK, I see a big number on the front, right on the declaration sheet. You'll see coverage A for your home and it'll say dwelling. It'll say four hundred thousand dollars. And you're like, yeah, I got four hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage. Well, the odds are you'll never see that money unless your house burns to the ground or is blown away like the Wizard of Oz. Um, But there will be exclusions and limitations and everything that will limit your ability to get to that money. So you see the big number in the front and you go, oh, that seems pretty good. That seems like a fair number to replace my home, without realizing that because of the way the policy is set up and 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 devised by the insurance company, you'll probably never see that kind of money anyway.
1: Yeah, I uh, and, and that's unfortunate because uh, you do feel like you're in good hands. You mm-hmm. feel like you have a good neighbor. <clears throat> yeah. um, one of my good friends, she owns a State Farm agency, um, and uh, you know, and, and when I had that uh, fire next door, at my uh, at the, at a yoga studio oh, yeah. that my wife runs. Yeah. I mean, that was an S show that was, uh, it wasn't good at all. It turned out bad and she was doing her best to help. But ultimately the carrier is the one that makes the decision. They um, are just the agency for them trying to make you feel you are covered. You do have Mm -hmm. the right policy uh, for the coverages, but you really need to look at it and say, okay, well let's look at every major event that I need to be covered for. What if I have a fire? You know, what if, uh, what in this case, what if there's a fire next door and water comes over to my side? What am I covered for? Well, they, Put it all under contents. And they're like, well, your flooring is content. I'm like, are you (laughs) kidding me? so uh, the w- drywall is content and I'm like no no it's not it's be from the event right fra- cause and effect of this and so anyways the story behind that it just uh, or the takeaway from that is like you know I, I'm pretty savvy when it comes to that so I was able to get the max you know out of that I'm still they, they still owe me half of what my actual costs were to to, to replace uh, and repair the the damages from the fire next door but when you're looking at your thought and your policy and your maybe homeowner's policy that was mm-hmm. a commercial policy um, but in your homeowner's policy, you, you, you think you, okay, you're like, if I have a flood, uh, if I have a, a, a crazy wind event, hurricane, that's what we're, we're, we're exposed mm-hmm. to here, um, uh, fire, uh, are, are, are we covered? If I got struck by lightning? Uh, one of our uh, employees uh, had a lightning strike mm. on it, and they're contesting certain things. Oh yeah, I mean it's clear as day. Uh, it's a, you know pr- pretty new house, lightning strike, fired majority of the stuff, and they're you know they're they're underpaying them. I have another uh, friend that uh, had a fire uh, in in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not too far from you, and uh, their insurance company sent out an engineer and said uh, and sent a <laughs> waiver and said uh, so we're just waiting on we do admit coverage right. It should. It was a fire. Um, And uh, and and uh, they they sent out an engineer and they said as soon as we get back the engineer report with their scope, a third party engineering scope, basically is basically doing their job to tell them that we'll get back to you and we'll let you know what we're covering what we're not covering.
2: Well, it's interesting on on the uh, the lightning strike on a lot of that coverage now, they will cover let's say a television, they'll cover the television, but not the electronic circuitry. So, I mean, the more typical... That's not, inside the television? Yeah. The more typical exclusion now for lightning strike and electrical disturbance is they'll cover the thing, but not the circuit board. So, unless I'm buying a circuit board for my television... I mean, it's some crazy stuff. There's a lot of things like that when you get in those policies. Again, yeah. it's not, not what it appears on page one.
1: Right, right. And, and again, you think you've got full replacement cost value on that. You need a television that works mm-hmm. replacing one that didn't work. Uh, that's interesting. So we'll talk more about exclusions uh, you know, to insurance policies here with Hans Kennan, with Morgan & Morgan, uh, breaking down policy exclusions. Um, those things you really need to talk to your agent about and make sure you have the right coverage of Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. All right, we're back on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday, iHeart Radio, right here, 941 FM or 93.1 FM or 540 AM. you are driving through locally WFLA on iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining the show. Uh, if you haven't heard our show already, if you're just joining us new, jump on over to our Facebook page, like us, follow us, subscribe. Uh, we also push uh, this out via podcast. So if you want to check out Hans Kennen's suit, uh, he's with Morgan <laughs> & Morgan on every episode. Episode, you can chime in over here. I love the chime, uh, and and check it out. Every week now, we're going to put them on spot for a new right. uh, uh, dapper suit of I'm, the day.
2: We'll I'm up, it, uh, up for the
1: challenge. Dapper
2: right.
0: Tuesday. Up for the challenge. Flavor of the week, man. And then and then you'll see me. I'll be wearing the exact same suit, but one week behind because this way I'll know what to buy. <laughs> you should buy a spirit finger. <laughs> I totally need a spirit figure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, all right, so before the break, we're talking about uh, uh, some of these policy exclusions. If you're in the market for property insurance, I'm not trying to sell you on that. That sounded like a like i said If you're in the if you're in the market for, uh, although, dude, we we have been pushing people over to Farmers Insurance because it seems to be you get a f- better hey, adjustment on uh, on a non Florida based company, oh, especially right. with how emboldened these Florida carriers are nowadays, Um, but uh, talking about the exclusions uh, that you have to look out for to make sure you're covered. Think about the areas in in which you live. I mean, what they're prone for. You may live in a flood zone area. Okay. Uh, Citizens now uh, there's a new law change that said that citizens has to buy I think in the next five years Mm -hmm. or seven years, something like that. um, Everyone that has a citizen's policy for wind coverage must also have a flood policy, whether you need it or not. That's just the 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 state of Florida pushing it to where they're gonna overprice the market by making people get flood coverage in an area that never floods just to have a wind policy. So sooner or later, citizens is going to be the most expensive insurance carrier in the state. And I think that's what the state wants to do, uh, to, to drop down the amount of policies they had. Last time I checked, I think it was about 1.3, 1.4 yeah, po- uh, million, million policies that citizens has owned by the state of Florida. Not the highest uh, amount of policies they've ever had back in 2007 and eight, I believe in the, uh, during a uh, Christ time, um, uh, the state of Florida had that many policies. And uh, just like with anything new insurance companies pop up, they sell these uh, takeout policies to these co- up and coming uh, insurance companies. For instance, 2014, Heritage uh, made its debut by uh, purchasing 400,000 policies from citizens in one swoop. Uh, and so to, to to start their way or up to I think they're now in 22 states and one of the top insurance providers in the state of Florida behind Universal Insurance, which is uh, another publicly traded entity uh, who sold a billion dollars last year and new premiums just in property alone. Um, so for anybody to say there was an insurance crisis last year, I, I don't know, man. I don't see it. I haven't heard about it. Well, you know what? It's not, though. It's mm-hmm. not high volume of claims. It's not attorneys like Morgan & Morgan suing your insurance companies, unscrupulous contractors, roofers knocking on your door, making you file claims that you shouldn't have never filed. Uh, As a matter of fact, there's been articles out uh, on that topic now that uh, our governor is in the hot seat on a national platform. Many folks are calling him out. Of course, Trump calling him out uh, for this crazy way that he's dealt with the insurance market here in the state of Florida. But uh, the, the the name of this article I want you to check out is pretty interesting. Uh, it literally says uh, this is the title: Head Scratcher Claims Litigation Not Named as Major Factor in Florida Insolvencies. What? I know. I was just as shocked as you. Um, to make it say that the, the quote unquote, this fake crisis, uh, why our premiums shot up so much is because of, uh, of the instability or the unstable market, contractors and lawyers filing uh, frivolous lawsuits against the insurance companies that have made them pay out so much money that they can't uh, uh, afford to stay in business in Florida. So, so that's not a reason? Interestingly enough, it did not make, not only the USA article that you brought up weeks ago, Mm -hmm. it didn't make this article that just came out yesterday in the Insurance Journal. Um, And uh, uh, this is interesting. Um, It names, it says, the Florida Department of Financial Services and Rehabilitation and Liquidation. Let me take a step back. So uh, uh, the law just changed recently, said that if if there's insolvencies in the state of Florida, the OIR, Office of Insurance Regulation, via DFS, Department of Financial Services, has to do an autopsy basically and the findings have to be public within six months. Mm-hmm. So these are now coming up, right? For so, so, these so reasons, like, So this
2: is the state of Florida went in and, and looked at the books and whatever else they had to look at. Right. So this isn't like some weird internet, you know, claim. This is actually something that the, the, the state of Florida did.
1: That is correct. Wow. Okay. Well, at least ten insurers have become insolvent since 2021, um, and uh, these are the these are the the nine reasons: um, inadequate capitalization or asset deterioration. Well, I'm going to pause there. We have talked about that a ton of times. Many times <laughs> about the low standard that Florida has uh, to be an insurance. A company in a state surrounded by water, uh, in heavy wind, uh, events, hurricanes, things like that. So, you only have to have 15 million, uh, in assets. I believe mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, 10 million in assets, 5 million in cash will get you an insurance company in the state of Florida. Many amendments that our friends have filed to make it harder, make it more, uh, like 30 million dollars mm-hmm. a minimum to, uh, to, to throw down here in the state of Florida to, uh, to, 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 to not have to end up with an inadequate capitalization or asset deterioration, which is reason number one. Well, I mean, we've talked a
2: bunch of times about the capitalization because, you know, life's about timing, right? It's usually what we talk about. Timing, bad timing is bad timing. And people go to business all the time because of bad timing. So if you have someone like a frontline who goes into business mm-hmm. around 2010, has no major storm until 2017, they collect premiums for six years with almost no losses, you know what? They're going to be fine. Yep. But you have someone like an avatar who came on right around Hurricane Irma, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden they got big claims and they don't have big money. Right. I mean, it's just time. It's like you no know,
1: different than opening up a restaurant and COVID hits. I mean, some right. some things don't make well, it. Well, and further down the list is just, you know, business practices. You know, Avatar, mm-hmm. with 30,000 policies only, they scrapped every single claim. Yeah. You know, like, they're little scrappers. They fought everything, yes. you know, which oh. created them a lot of money and a lot of sanctions and a lot of things like that. It got them in a lot of trouble from bad business practices, bad litigation, and just bad faith all around. Yeah. So if they would have been a better player, they may have survived. But uh, further on the list, uh, improper management, another thing again. I mean, look at, again, going back to Avatar, very mm-hmm. improper management. Literally, you know, uh, people on the board uh, for Avatar were also, you know, uh, major partners in the defense law firm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just, 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 just bad. I, I love the guy, by the way. The, the guys are great, by the way. Great drinking people. Um, <laughs> but uh, just bad business practice. So uh, insolvent, uh, or excuse me, insufficient claim reserves. Rapid uh, premium growth, uh, inappropriate transactions uh, with affiliates or subsidiaries. We've <laughs> talked about that before, too, Yeah, which came out uh, uh, 10 years ago in an article about uh, Sunshine State University or whatever, or, or excuse me, insurance that went out. The autot- uh, autopsy came out showed that they were overpaying their subsidiaries that they owned. Like, say they made their own HR mm-hmm. uh, company and they would overpay them. They made their own. Uh, in some instances, I've heard uh, the same owner of the insurance company starting a TARP Company and overpaying them $25,000, $30,000 a claim so they can overstate uh, or uh, understate what they have in their (laughs) main general operations account, fatten up their other entities uh, uh, so they can raise their premiums, Mm -hmm. show, hey, my general account is below. You need to I need to raise premiums so I can fill that bucket back up. Meanwhile, they're overpaying subsidiaries. And and this is not, we're just not making this up. This is real stuff that was found. And then the executives got bonused on the way out, two to six hundred thousand dollars yep. each. True. On the way out. And that was just one insurance company. Um, going back to it, natural disasters are catastrophic losses. Change in business conditions, like you mentioned, in mm-hmm. uh, reinsurance market, I- uh, reinsurance market issues, and that's what we saw. There are many reinsurance companies in the state of Florida. I believe there's like two or three
0: yeah.
1: Um, and so uh, you know they had to put me on the spot uh, last year and they were when they were coming up with these stupid uh, uh, reforms and, and, and major changes and they gave two billion dollars to like a, a reinsurance assistance program <laughs> that nobody and, took right that nobody took and they asked me and said uh, Mr. Kinwell what do you think we should do with that I said we should take that two billion dollars give it to citizens and have them start to compete in the reinsurance market so then that'll make the other lenders bring it down to compete with citizens thereby Adding more competition. I didn't know that there were only a couple of reinsurance providers in the state of Florida. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they need more competition. They need to open the door for that in the state of Florida. That's what we need to do. We're going to take a break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Contract to talk with you tomorrow. All right, back. Contractor talk with Richie Kidwell, building image experts every Saturday on iHeartRadio. Coming to you via many streaming methods, not only on iTunes, iHeartRadio here. You can find us on going to the website, wflaorlando.iHeart.com. Or if you're listening to us locally, 94.1 FM, 93.1 FM, or on the AM dial, 540 AM. Thanks again for joining us throughout the break. Just now, joining us, just a recap, we've got Hans Kenneth with Morgan and Morgan, uh, myself here, Richie Kidwell. We're talking about. The uh, just the complex insurance uh, industry, the the market that we're looking at right now. As a results, uh, or excuse me, as as a consumer looking at the policy, the coverage that you think you may have. We mentioned about the, the exclusions being the important portion portion of the policy that you really need to look at as a consumer. See what you're not covered for, and to see if you're in that zone. If you don't have flood coverage, for instance, and you're in a flood zone, or if you're in an area that's apt for 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 fires, and you're not covered for fire, whatever it is. You want to make sure you have the appropriate coverages. Always make sure you have uh, an adequate amount of uh, 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 or restriction of caps, such as $10,000 water cap or like citizens $10,000 to use your own provider Uh, But if you want to use our provider, like a managed care program worker, we'll give you the world. um, Be careful of those types of policies. And again, you can shop your agent anytime. And I I know you probably have a good friend that's an agent, but they only sell for 10 insurance companies when I have, I have a list right here. I, I believe there's over 900 insurance companies. If you go to the office of insurance regulation website, you can pull up, uh, the, uh, the entities uh, you can see here on the, on the podcast, uh, new entities to the Florida insurance market. Uh, and then further on, you can pull a list of all of the insurance companies, the property insurance companies in the state of Florida. There are 18 pages, uh, about 50, uh, on each page age. So you do the math. It's just under 900 about. So that many carriers in the state of Florida, there's not a crisis. There's not a lack of insurance companies. So, but you may need to shop your agent though, because that agent may only sell 10 insurance companies where they, again, there's, let's say half of these exist and just do property only. Some of them bundle, some of them would just do uh, auto uh, and, and majority of them do property at minimum. So it's like there is competition out there. You just need to go find it and talk to other agents to really start shopping. Um, You don't want restrictions. You want a higher mold policy or or a cap on there, 25 or 50,000. You don't want to have restrictions. You don't want managed care program uh, type of policies. And there are policies out there that exist uh, that you'll find a good rate on as well. Uh, anything to add to that, Hans? I was
2: going to talk about the concept of reinsurance for a second, just to touch yeah. on that. Most um, people have a problem uh, understanding or realizing that their own insurer buys insurance to cover their losses. So in the case of a hurricane... What's happened is your homeowner's insurer, whoever that may be, has purchased reinsurance from, as Richie mentioned, just one of a couple of carriers. Um, they tend to be Zurich, Swiss Ray, Munich Ray, and Ray meaning reinsurance. And all they do is sell insurance to insurance companies and, and, um, and then insure them for their And there's their not lawsuits. that many of them, right? No, there's, not, there's really a handful. It's, it's such a... It's such an expensive market to get into. Um, you know, you can't do that for ten million dollars. I mean, these are companies that have billions and billions of dollars in assets. Lloyd. Um, I don't think even Lloyd's of London, which is probably the big name. Most people, when mm-hmm. you th- most consumers, when you think of a a big name insurer, you think of a place like Lloyd's of London. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think Lloyd's even does any any reinsurance. So one thing to keep in mind right. is that about forty cents or so of your insurance dollar, well, like fifty, and, they said, and I was going to say it's been going up to about fifty now. Half of your premium money is going to pay for reinsurance for the insurer. And a couple of years ago, the state of Florida issued a, a two billion dollar fund or started a two billion dollar fund for Florida insurers to utilize. Now, the only catch, as it were, was that if a Florida insurer utilized the program and took money from the state, <laughs> right? You know where I'm going. Yep. And the state, um, the, the insurer was required to lower their premiums to reflect the savings from the payment to, to the reinsurer. And literally, I, I think literally nobody maybe one, um, typically nobody used it because what it looked like, at least from the outside and what the statue was created for, what would mean that the insurer would have to reveal Exactly how much money they're mm-hmm. paying for reinsurance and why would they want to not do that? Why would they not take that money and then give that refund back to their insureds? But yep. nobody did it. So, I mean, it was, we yeah. talked about before the break. Well,
1: and even Heritage came out yeah. publicly yeah. on that article yeah.
2: and said, well, they didn't take it because they don't want to give the savings back <laughs> right. to the insureds, they want to keep the money. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> so really, I, I think that the fix for the reinsurance market would all, I hate to be, you know, we try to have smaller government as best we can. But I think one of the fi- Fixes would have to potentially be is that um, like you mentioned uh, with uh, citizens uh, operating in, in the reinsurance market that Florida should almost come, uh, I don't know the full value of this so I'm speaking a little out of turn but I don't know what would what, what that costs but whether we sh- they should make reinsurance a captive market and don't let Swiss Re Munich Re and all these folks come in and have the the state underwrite it and I think maybe mm-hmm. that works and maybe it does not I'm sure someone may, will tell me if well, i and that wrong.
1: and that's and that's where you use the pig, right? You know, yeah. and, and lovingly said, um, by the state of Florida representatives saying that, uh, that citizens is the pig for the state of Florida. Like it is owned by the state of Florida. Yeah. They, 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 they test things out on the, uh, on, on citizens mm-hmm. before they roll it out. And then eventually those policies get into the marketplace anyways, via these backdoor sales, these, uh, you know, the, the, exactly the way that heritage came about these takeout policies, you know, and that's what's scary to me. Um, you know, we were part of blocking different laws that made it easier for uh, uh, citizens to sell, takeout policies and make more money on mm-hmm. them. So they're just building it up right now so they can shoot it out the back door and make money off the backs of us. But this, the state of Florida is so rich right now. We have so much abundance of res- uh, not only like reserve, I think, I think citizens like seven and nine billion dollars in mm-hmm. reserves. Uh, the state of Florida is over twenty two billion dollars in reserves. Um, I mean, we can afford a few hurricanes, you know, I mean, right. I, I we're we not in a space to where we couldn't take that $2 billion that was given to the reinsurance program over to citizens, the pig of Florida and say, listen, you will start to, uh, to be our vessel to right. compete in this reinsurance market so we can drop these rates to give savings to the Floridians here. I mean, I, I I'm just. Well, look, look oh. on the idea of the reinsurance with the fund they made, again, it was,
2: a, it was an optional volunteer fund to right. use to give the reimbursements back to the insureds. If that was the law, that you had to purchase the reinsurance coverage through citizens mm-hmm. and give those discounts back, I mean, I, to, to me, that, that would, and again, maybe the, the economies of scale may not work for that. And again, we're just kind of knocking it around. But it would seem to me that if you made that statute, that fund, not an option, but the law. And require the insurers to purchase the reinsurance through citizens or through the state, but give that money, that, that 50 cents on the dollar or 40 cents on the dollar back to the insurers, that kind of solves the pocketbook crisis and allows us to control the reinsurance market.
1: Right, right. And again, like like you mentioned, and there's, there's going to be gaps where there's not going to be major catastrophic events that they're going to be able to pocket that money, uh, in which they have. And they were getting so lazy uh, over that 10-year span of not having any major events in the state of Florida, they just made money hand over fist. And the problem was is that they were having, they, they were cutting along the way. So the good adjusters, you mm-hmm. started to see less and less of them. Uh, and you start seeing new fresh meat on the market, which then, you know, were not handling claims very well. Uh, it just seemed that the, that, that, um, they just got a little bit too fat. Uh, they got a little bit too used to this extra profits and not having to do much about it. And having, uh, uh, less qualified folks running these claims. Uh, you know, they had more qualified uh, uh, folks working for them years and years ago. Yes. Um, I had a claim yeah. in my house over 20 years ago. The f- uh, the person that came out was the desk adjuster, the field adjuster, all in one. They made the determination, wrote the check right there. I, I was able things. to get quick service. I got everything done very, very fast. And-, and What she did say is they came to your house with a checkbook in their
2: trunk and they would, p- <laughs> they would pop it open when, they, when you worked it out and right you a check, no like waiting sixty days, no making the claim, no waiting for this, waiting for that. The road, the road, you a check right there. That was quite
1: quite a time, yeah. In those days, and we've gone away from that. And look what happens when we go away from that. Right. You know, if you give somebody money right away, they're going to be able to to, to fix a loss, put it together pretty uh, efficiently. Uh, but rather they they go to more claims denials, fighting it, short paying them, delaying just to see what they're going to ultimately and take. One thing I know. We got to take a break
2: but keep in mind too there was five years between irma and ian Five years—it's mm-hmm. a long time of collab, the state collecting that reinsurance money and not having to make any payments either, and keeping the
1: money to, into the state. That's true. And the first eighteen months after a storm is when an insurance company has to turn in mm-hmm. their claims and get reimbursed via that reinsurance uh, program. Yep. Typically, yes. Yep. So, um, so, anyways, all right. So we have some guests coming up. I'll, I'll put them on in the next segment here, but stay tuned. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. will be right back. All right, and welcome back to the show. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here on iHeart Radio, WFLA, Orlando, News Talk, 94.1 FM, 93.1 FM. And if you're listening on the AM dial, 540 AM if you're driving through locally in Orlando. Uh, thanks, guys, for hanging out throughout the break. Um, on this segment, we have some new guests in the studio. If you guys remember Patrick Carr uh, with many different hats, the Patrick Carr Show, Blue Collar Media, and, uh, yes, the well-renowned... Uh, um, how do we even say the, uh, the, the 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 he has the best clean hands and junk that we've ever tested here on this yes. show. Let me just be honest with you, all right? Yes. So it was a great show if you missed that, we have to go back to the archives uh, for that show. But uh, Patrick, welcome to the show, man. How
3: you doing? I appreciate it. And I appreciate the introduction. You know, the Peter meter, it came true. I mean, I, yeah, I was,
1: it was one of the best, funniest episodes I think I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, Christy over here is like, what are they talking about? <laughs> so <But> we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fill her in later on well, that Yeah, one. it's good
3: to be back though. Thanks for Hi, Richie. Thank you.
1: <laughs> All right. And so and speaking of, uh, you do have a guest today yes. uh, that you brought on our guest on the show. If you want to go ahead and, uh, and introduce uh, uh, her to the show.
3: Well, Richie, I have talked about this organization before on your show, and I know me and you have done some separate stuff where I've talked about this organization. It's one that I believe in, and I think, and I'm really happy your audience has now an opportunity to learn about what this organization is doing. It's Construction Angels. It's uh, near and dear to my heart, and the person here to my left, I know it is to hers as well. It's Miss Christy Gibbs. Christy, how long have you been? I mean, I want to say it's over 15 years. uh, Let's welcome her to the show. Oh, well, sorry.
4: (laughs) Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, Richard.
3: Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you, Patrick. I'm a little rusty (laughs) at this, you know what I (laughs) mean? (laughs) So forgive me. Forgive me. Is it? Man, they love you here. Yeah, they really do. Uh, So uh, it's,
1: it, For real, it's just going down. All right, so go ahead.
3: <laughs> how long have you been, uh, I mean, when did, when did you start Construction Angels? Can you tell us a little bit of the history and maybe for somebody who hasn't been introduced to it before? I know the amazing work you're doing, but help us out a little bit with uh, how it got started and what it's all about.
4: Sure. Uh, Construction Angels got started in June, 2011. We're a 501c3 nonprofit charity started here in South awesome. Florida. And um, so 12 years later, we just had our 12-year anniversary in June. We are in 24 oh, states. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. And uh, the goal is to be in all 50 states by the time I'm 50. All right. <laughs> 50 by 50.
3: That's so twenty twenty five 25 goal. years, you'll be able to make <laughs> fun, <laughs> time. sure. Great. Thanks. Uh, if it's okay, Christy or, or Richie, I'd like to ask you, know, what does construction angels do though for people who've never heard of it because it is so absolutely incredible. I got involved about two years ago with what you're doing. I just think it's such a special organization.
4: Thank you. So Construction Angels is a 501c3 nonprofit charity. We provide immediate financial assistance and grief counseling to the spouse and children left behind when a construction worker has a fatality on the job site. And when that happens, um, at this point right now, we're at $7,000 per family. We provide up to $1,000 in grief counseling, and we also do scholarships. So let's say, for example, one option is we're trying to retain our kids in the construction industry. So we give out Scholarships in states that we hold fundraisers. Another option uh, is when a child has lost a parent due to a job site fatality. They can apply for any type of cons- or for any type of career that they want, and all the students can reapply each year, which is really helpful to them.
1: Wow, that's a fantastic, uh, not only idea, but organization. I mean, so many folks that, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know where to go, what to do, what programs were available. If uh, if I had a spouse or significant other that did have an accident on a job site, we hear about it all the time. Um, is that, uh, and, and you say you're primarily um, uh, in the United States, are you in the Southeast? And you said you, you started here uh, uh, in Florida uh, and you're in uh, other states, have you just started in the Southeast and, and just kind of going out or? That's an ironic
4: guys- question. Um, I had a plan to go to some places, but the big man upstairs had a plan to take us other places that we have never figured. So we've been in Kansas, Arkansas, Iowa. We're just having our first golf tournament in Iowa. The one I did pick was Hawaii. So I go there next month. I've been waiting (laughs) for that one. Um, so yeah, we're going across the United States. It's kind of scattered. We're in California, um, Arizona, Utah. So we're kind of in different places.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. I mean, you know, I guess it would be where a lot of the hot pockets are of, of, of new development building and where there's a lot of construction workers and, and things like that. I guess you would go, uh, with the flow uh, on those big projects, uh, yeah. I would imagine. So now that's great. And then, uh, how did you, uh, how did, how did you guys end up meeting, uh, and, uh, start, and I know you've been on different, uh, uh, platforms, uh, not only talking with other roofing contractors, but mm-hmm. other folks in the industry. Did you guys meet at a, uh, uh one of these, uh,
3: shows or event places or how'd you guys meet? I had decided, Richie, a couple of years back that um, wanted to do something for an organization within the industry. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to go looking around, I don't remember who it was that introduced me over to Construction Angels, but I had met them at a clay shoot they were doing (laughs) and of all places and said, hey, listen, I want to do something for this organization. So we did a charity run Um, and that's what we ended up doing. And we raised about $5,000, which, Hey, you know, maybe it helped one family that was out there. And in my opinion, that makes it worth it. Um, exactly. There we go. And, uh, from that point forward, um, just tried to help where I can and raising the awareness for what this organization does. You know, I, I had, I remember this, Christy, how did you ever start? I, maybe I, even, I don't know exactly this answer. Um, how did you start Construction Angels or why did you start it? Was there a family or something you saw happen? Mm-hmm. Um, can you fill yeah. us on that?
4: Actually, a lot of people ask me that question. Yeah. Did you have something that happened to you that made you want to start this? So mm-hmm. the ironic thing is I'm a third generation of an asphalt family from Ohio and I was, you know, grew up in Ohio, went to the asphalt plants, kind of, it was my playground with my brother and I. Um, My family's still doing it. It's actually on the fourth generation now with my little cousins and uh, who are now big. And um, so I went out to the World of Asphalt trade show in 2009 while I was working in the construction industry here in Florida. I went out to Nashville, Tennessee and at the World of Asphalt, I met a woman who was collecting money for one of our own. And I said, what is one of our own? And she said, a construction worker had passed and he left behind a spouse and children. And, you know, they were just raising money. I assumed one of our own was the name of a charity. And so I brought the idea back to South Florida because I couldn't stop thinking about it. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. What I didn't realize is police officers and firefighters also have one of our own. And it's really supporting people in your own industry. And there was no charity that I could find that was benefiting construction workers. So I started hmm. looking up statistics and I found there was approximately 4.5 construction workers killed per working day in the United States alone. Holy cow. And so I found out that there was a need for it. Um, When I started, when I wanted to start it, it was back in 2009, almost towards the end, and... Uh, It took about a year and a half just to get the 501c3. And we started doing our fundraisers in Florida. And my construction job at the time took me all over Florida and into Georgia. So I ended up doing a clay shoot in Georgia. And I figured if I can get in with the good old boys in Georgia, Mm -hmm. I can definitely go back home and do a a golf tournament. So that's kind of how the idea started. And then I had to quit my full time job, and now this is my full time job, and it's the most rewarding job I've ever had.
1: Yeah, I bet you it is. And just to be able to assist or help and be a part of a recovery of a family that just has no other place to go, or you know, just seems down in the and their luck and um, that one time of need. And, and I feel like all of us in this industry kind of kind of do that for each other, and has the heart like that to to want to put out uh, you know their time and and uh, effort and quit your job uh, and be full time this, you know, I, I, know I live in this full time in this industry for the same, uh, different reason, uh, but one and the same is that is to help folks. And we appreciate, uh, what you do and what your organization does. I think that's fantastic. Um, and I do want to, uh, have our listeners go to your website uh, as well. So how would, uh, what's the best website and way to, to, to know more about you and, and your company?
4: Great question. So the website is www.constructionangels.us. There's a lot of information there. Um, You know, we have committee members like Patrick, we have volunteers that come out maybe to just one specific event. We also have board of directors that are on a national level and that represent various states. Um, Some of them are United Rentals, uh, John Deere, uh, Gilbane. And matter of fact, I was just at a John Deere uh, project. We did a photo shoot today here in Orlando. And They're national and they're helping us, you know, bring awareness to the charity to get more Mm -hmm. national exposure and to get other companies like them also involved. So, for example, they had a national fundraiser for us in Las Vegas this year. They hosted. Oh, wow. So we look for hosts of fundraisers to get involved. And... um, they had this fundraiser, and now we're hosting a golf tournament in Iowa because of them. So the word
1: kind of spread. Great. That's great. And they can find a lot of that information on your website. Is that right? Yes, sir. Constructionangels.us. That's awesome. All right. We're going to have to take a break here. We'll be right back with our guest here, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Don't go anywhere. All right. All right. We're back with Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts. Thank you guys for hanging out throughout the break. Live here on Radio, 94.1 FM, 93.1 FM, and also on the AM. Uh, 540 AM. Thanks again for listening to this fantastic show. We have a great set of guests for you guys today. Uh, we have Patrick Carr here today with the Blue Collar Media Group and the Patrick Carr Show. That's there right. Go. Going down here on Saturdays. Man. Um, and uh, he's feeling uh, a lot better on Saturday morning than he uh, used to roll in the studio a little oh. bit uh, with some uh, cool yeah. backstories from the night before. What? He's like, whoa, hold <laughs> well, on hold up, This hold up, a family hold up, show. It's right,
3: PG today. Trying to clean it up here, Richie. Okay. okay all right. All right.
1: All right. All right. Fine. Uh, we have another guest with us today with uh, Construction Angels, constructionangels.us for more information. And so we'll just continue on uh, what we're talking about. And, Christy, I think you've had um, uh, uh, something else you'd like to highlight uh, uh, with us for the listeners here um, about your uh, 501C3 Right. All right. So I'm a 501c6 because I do a lot of uh, um, uh, political campaign. uh, So they made us become a six. So I uh, tell us a little bit more about that type of organization. And and I know I'm tax deductible only for businesses, though, because of the way I uh, uh, transact here in the state of Florida. But you're on a national uh, because you're in multiple states. So how does that differ? And then uh, are there benefits for the folks that, that do give to you or or hold golf tournaments or fundraisers or how does that work for you?
4: Anyone that writes a check or pays construction angels, whether our website, oh, these are the ways they can donate on our website. You can make a one time donation, a recurring (laughs) donation. You can send a check to national. Um, If you wanted it to go to a particular state, you could actually write that in the memo and that would that money would go to the state or it would go into national. Um, But we are tax deductible and it's for anybody.
1: That's great. So that's great. Whether you're um, acting as a person or your corporation, that is something that, uh, you <laughs> get be the benefit of the tax, uh, Deduction or benefit for that uh, <laughs> donation then, correct? Right. That's and we awesome. do
4: we do have a lot of fundraisers, like I was saying, you know, and as we're building momentum, we're almost halfway there, mm. uh, almost to 25 states. So once we do get into these other states, what we look for is, number one, you can come out and you can participate and our, our events are fun or you can sponsor a particular event or you could host an event. Um, maybe you want to just have, you know, your own 5k like Patrick did, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just create something and we'll support you. We'll promote it. Um, also you can make, um, what I what am I thinking? Oh, I'm
3: not sure. Uh (laughs)
4: Um, Anyway, there's there's plenty of ways to get involved. So check us out on our website and yeah. Well, there's a lot of
1: creative ways it seems like, and those are all great ways uh, to hold these uh, uh, fundraisers because you want to do something that's fun, want to do something that people want to attend, and also for a good cause. I mean, Construction Angels is a great cause. Uh, Your money does go to a great space, uh, and and that's for folks that are left behind after uh, after their spouse or significant other is is uh, uh, killed or injured on the job site. Now, is it uh, just folks that uh, that have passed away or, or is it in, in, injured folks? Or I mean, is it, uh, tell us a little bit more about how uh, how you guys support uh, the, the, the folks that may be on a construction site. And either way, whether, it, uh, whether they're deceased or whether they're uh, severely injured, how does that work?
4: So if we did injuries, we would have no money. Um, uh, <laughs> it would be really, really terrible. So we only do fatalities. And um, now with that national fundraiser that we had, we're helping families in states that we're not currently having fundraisers. Recently, we helped a woman in Washington. We've helped a family in Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana. And we're no we're not in those states yet. So that's what happens when people donate or help us with you know fundraising on a national level. And mm-hmm. we do a lot of outdoor events, some fishing tournaments. We have a bass tournament coming up in November in Kissimmee. Here, uh, we have clay shoots and. Yeah, get involved or or help us do something different.
3: <laughs> um, I, That's awesome. Uh, there was one particular family that sticks out to me. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about it, Christy. It was last year here in Florida. I don't think it's even been a year. In fact, I'm positive it hasn't. Um, in north central Florida, in the villages area, I believe the young man was trapped underneath a bridge. Um, he was working on the road, I believe, and left his family immediately, I believe is what it was. Do you remember this story? Um it was in North Central Florida. I know that it was that time we were working a, uh, a golf tournament. And it was a young man. Okay. I want to say in his mid-20s. Yep. And like, it's just a terrible story, Richie, when I think mm-hmm. about this, that you go to work. I mean, I, I, so many people, you think about that. You just go to work and assume your spouse and your husband or your, the father the mother is going to come home. Mm-hmm. And then they don't. Um, and it, it leaves these kids with who's going to pay for the backpack? Who's going to you know? Who's going to make sure that the rent is paid that month? And that's one of the reasons right. I really love this organization, or even a berry, uh, you They're, know that uh, that, that person. Absolutely, 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 Richie. And so you think that one of the things I want to get across to people because I've I've gotten this and I know Christy, you do too. I've had friends that have said, "Well, you know, isn't insurance going to cover that? You know, this, aren't, isn't the company going to step forward?" and I think that everyone can agree that probably when this happens, unfortunately, there are times where attorneys get involved and that prolongs the process. And sometimes those companies are not going to work with that fallen construction worker in their family because attorneys get involved. And you can say that's right or wrong. But the one thing I like about construction angels is they're not there to pass judgment or be political. It's who's going to help this family get through. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I got involved with them. I think that everyone puts their politics to the side. There's a family, there's children who have Mm -hmm. lost somebody that is so dear to them. That's the breadwinner of the family and construction workers is doing their part to step in and bridge that gap you can't go wrong with that but I, that story sticks out in my mind if she, you remember the she record. came
4: to the golf tournament yes. that day that's why you yes. remember that so that particular family came out and you know it's really nice to be able to hand somebody you know the check and give them a hug cuz now we've talked on the phone with this woman and and cried with her i i do cry a lot when i get these phone calls and or when i make them and you know it gets emotional mm-hmm. and then to be able to say please go pick a counselor you know in your area or somebody you feel Comfortable talking to, and we'll pay the institute directly. You know, a thousand dollars—that's at least what you would think. Ten sessions.
3: It's great stuff. Yeah, that's so, Richie. When when people think about you know this organization, I hope they know that. This is not them giving a, and yeah, college scholarships are part of it. Don't get me wrong. But this isn't some, you know, I don't know, fund that these pe- people are going to get if they cross all these X's and dot all these I's. No, this is cash that these people can use to get through the most difficult time that someone can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know how that's not something worth supporting right there. No, I, I, that, that's excellent. I mean, and, and I hope that folks
1: that are listening here that, that tells their friends and, and, and yep. tells other people that this type of program does exist. Uh, I don't know how many people I know in the construction industry, many, many people uh, that I know, and I didn't know that this uh, program existed uh, either. So I'm thankful that you're on the show today. Um, And uh, if if you are listening to it on iHeart, flip on over to our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Uh, We'll be posting videos of this interview here and how you can get more information on this program to donate now or be a part of their fundraisers. I think it's a great event. Uh, We hope that you do raise a lot of money and to get help as many families as you possibly can i think it's an excellent idea um and again i mean how many stories have we heard of people falling off roofs or through a roof and you know whether injuries and uh whether fatalities exist and you know the question is is what do we do now and i think that's going to be uh you know a question that we can easily answer and say have you talked with construction angels yet um and i think it's a perfect uh perfect match for, for for what you're doing and and our listeners
4: Thank you. One thing that we ask people to do is if you hear of a construction fatality, it's great that they reach out to us because some people assume that we know and we actually don't. So we have a short form on our website. Um, It's an assistance request form that either the contractor or or anybody can complete and they complete it within three to five minutes and we call the company just to verify employment, verify the beneficiary, and then we send it to the committee. They approve or or disapprove, but they approve it for the most part, and then we pass it along and it's taken care of. There's no strings attached. The money came from the industry. We get support from our industry. We are always looking for support outside of our industry, but pretty much we're getting support from one of our own.
1: That's excellent, that's excellent. (laughs) That's awesome, man. And that's great, and that's uh, Uh, constructionangels.us. that's the website you go to. And again, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put this on our website, uh, excuse me, on our uh, on our Facebook page and uh, we'll pop it on our contractor talk with Richie Kidwell as well. I imagine you're gonna push it out as well too, Patrick Carr. Absolutely uh, so check him out as well. Um, Blue Collar Media or the Patrick Carr show, easily to be found online. Just type in
3: the Patrick Carr. I think you'll be able to find him. Yeah, if it's not vain enough to name a show after yourself, I did it. Hey so man, there you go. You know,
1: that's that's how you distinguish yourself from everybody else. <laughs> I appreciate the it. Joe Rogans Thank of you. the world. Yeah, right? there we go. The, makes sense absolutely thanks thanks
4: for inviting me and thank you for having me on your show Richie yeah I'm
1: I'm so glad you're on our show today and again constructionangels.us so thanks again for joining us on the show today Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell Building damage Experts we'll talk to you guys here uh, soon and thanks again for being our guest today All right, welcome back Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell Building damage Experts every Saturday on iHeartRadio streaming straight to you on 94.1 FM 93.1 FM or 540 AM if you're driving through locally every Saturday 12 PM to 2 PM we also podcast Cast the show right before we uh, we. Put the audio over to iHeart Radio. So the week prior to we we do a live podcast, we put it on our web uh, or on our Facebook page. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We just had a guest, uh, Christy Gibbs, with Construction Angels. We want to thank you again for being on our show. Um, we'll, uh, uh, we we appreciate everything that is done for the construction industry, especially if there are uh, uh, falling loved ones. Uh, that uh, especially when you're left with that uh, that responsibility. Uh, this is at least some help that can be given to you. Um, And uh, it's, it's no cost. It's an, uh, a great association that uh, we want to continue to support. So thanks again for being on our show. Um, All right. So we're just going to finish up here. Great show talking about uh, uh, the, uh, uh, just these crazy uh, headlines that we've been talking about in this insurance market and the reasons why we made all this major law change. And we find out that in, in reality, Of course, we have have already known all this, but in reality, it's just coming out now in more and more articles that it's really not lawsuits. It's really not Hans Kennan with Morgan & Morgan filing. I mean, it it, it might have made some headlines about Morgan & Morgan filing, what, 25 or 30 lawsuits (laughs) on-
2: Um, We we Mm filed about 20- Twenty five thousand lawsuits in the month of March, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny about that, I guess, is that,
1: that, that is the,
2: the firm f- um, <laughs> filed those cases because they changed the law. I mean, so basically, the the, the governor set up a bill that changed uh, for personal injury cases, um, changed how, how almost everything is done, and said we're going to start this as of whatever date it was, March first or whatever, or March fifteenth, whatever the date was. So they said we're going to change the law, and it's going to affect every case filed after that day. Well, so in response to that, which is what we should have done, we have to protect our clients' rights and we get them a more yep. beneficial um, procedural outcome. system yep. and as well as their outcome. We filed 25,000 cases and then the insurance industry complained <laughs> that we filed 25,000 cases. And it was just funny. We're like, well, wait a minute. You guys, I saw you guys who complained, you know, testifying, right, in their two or three minutes up, at the, uh, up in front of the legislature saying that this was needed. This, this bill was needed. It was important. It was good. Mm-hmm. Good for the consumers of Florida, which is amazing because when you say things like that, what that means is the people who live here who are injured, it's supposed to be good for them that they get less compensation. Then Joe leaves me hanging on the compensation thing. It's unbelievable.
3: But Do you need financial compensation. There you go. I was just
0: so <laughs> shocked by the news; it, it took me aback. It but it's true. Do you but financial
3: compensation. <laughs>
0: so gotta
2: get all it all twice. These, all these insurance company defense lawyers are saying it's good for consumers to get less compensation. I mean, it was it was crazy. But uh, but yes, yeah, so we filed a lot of cases because they changed the law. Because insurance companies said you have to change the law. Then insurance companies complained and literally petitioned the Supreme Court of Florida for an extension of time to respond to the complaints that
1: they requested be filed because of the change in the law. Right. Right, that date, um, they made it to where the law changed the first bill that was in the Florida legislature, which was like the beginning of March, by the way, like the first Tuesday of March. By March 24th, the bill was already shot through the Senate, the House, over to the governor and signed on March 24th, 24th. 2023. That's when I believe March 23rd is probably when all of those went in. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. It's um, the law of unintended consequences. You ask for something, claim it's good for the consumer because it limits your compensation, then complain when
1: about the effects of what you've done. Yeah, yeah, and and again, they 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 do it to themselves, um, and uh, and again, they. Uh, with this fake crisis, they're stating uh, not Tower Hill because they were one of the ones that we called up after and said, "Why did you?" Well, uh, one of the clients did and called and told us about it, but uh, called up Tower Hill, talked to the upper management, and says, "Listen, why did you? Why did you raise my rates like almost like hundred percent?" And I said, "Oh, well, that's uh, it's because the state of Florida said we could." I mean, the state of Florida was like <laughs> freaking Oprah, man. I mean, it was like you get an increase, you get an increase. Mm-hmm. There were insurance companies, and I'm not lying; you can look it up as records that they. Uh, they would apply for like a 10%, 12% increase. And they got 40, 50% increase by the, by OIR. I mean, they are just like, boom, boom, boom. You got it. And again, all to fit this, This 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 fake crisis uh, to meet the mainstream media's point of saying, hey, we need to make some major change. That's how powerful our governor is. I mean, to worry, the governor's office, whenever I filed suit, I know this firsthand. As soon as Senate Bill 2D came out just uh, just last year in a special session, I filed suit against it like the day after. And uh, and uh, who responded to it? The governor's office. He wasn't even party to the suit. Right. As a matter of fact, the governor's office responded to uh, to the lawsuit and then filed the motion to dismiss. And we're like, what in the world? How like? And then and then the motion to intervene came months later, which right. uh, I still don't know how that worked. <laughs> so the motion to intervene to allow the governor's office to join was months after their responses and everything like that. It was the most weirdest situation I've ever seen. And, and, and I think one thing to add to that when you talked about how powerful the governor is, I think
2: what, what it really should be framed as, it's, it shows the power of the insurance lobby to contribute mm-hmm. enough money to, to fund his run for president to put him in a position where he could dictate to the legislature, this is what you need to do because I need this because I want to run for president and this will help, help finance my run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He went from for the people to for myself very quickly. The first four years seemed like he was more for yeah. the people for, for he mm-hmm. was just kind of happy to be here. like, Oh man, you know, and then it changed very quickly to greed, to power, to dictatorship—you know—and that's that's just not cool. It's it's not good for anybody when you have one person so powerful. It's literally now controlling all three arms of, yeah. of our of our control here well, in the state of well, Florida.
2: throw out real quick to it. It was la- we talked about it last week and next week, and it'll be something new. <clears throat> but there was a car accident you may recall Tuesday a week ago involving Governor DeSantis mm-hmm. and four vehicles um, that were not disclosed in any mm-hmm. of the financial disclosures. <laughs> you <laughs> Exactly. it's exactly what happened. <laughs> but it was like, doo, 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 doo. Um, <laughs> But all four of them stopped short. One first one stopped short and the next three ran into it. And they were all state of Florida vehicles, mm-hmm. all operated by state of Florida employees, um, all out of state for him to go to a, a, presidential, a presidential campaign event. So the question, there was both the editorial that day as well as the front page of the Orlando Sentinel talked about the very issue and it said, the only reason we found out about it is because Tennessee, where he was, still allows you to ob- obtain travel reports. Where in Florida, because of the new law, you can no longer get those travel mm-hmm. reports about where the governor is or anything that happens around them. So you couldn't you can't even report if that accident happened in Florida, there'd be literally no record of it that'd be available to the public. But because it happened in Tennessee, they were able to figure out the vehicles, the people who are in the vehicles, mm-hmm. who they sure, are sure. and whether or not the discussion was whether DeSantis would uh, reimburse the state while these people, while, while state employees and state vehicles are transporting him around. In addition to the fact, they talked about the fact in the New York Times this week, uh, or I should say last week over the weekend, that a lot of the money he's burned through in his political campaign is because he never flies commercial. Always only flies private planes, uh, and the issue of his disclosure of that regarding um, federal election guidelines is yet to be determined, but he only flies private planes. He won't fly on a commercial flight. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of get that commercial flights have been delayed every time. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I'm just saying it's it's. Mm-hmm. it's but you, it burns through right through his campaign money. Right. But luckily, he got about a hundred million dollars from the insurance lobby and another two hundred fifty million promised him. Yeah. So that's a lot of yeah, private he's, flights. He's got
2: a lot of I'm just just pointing pointing out there's some discrepancies regarding disclosure of, of the monies paid for that so, very thing. So
1: not only wait a minute. So it seems like especially with the new law that just changed that he did have to disclose the money that he's paying or his cabinets or where he travels to and right. all that. It seems like the state of Florida is paying for him running for it. And then, then yeah. what is he doing with the $100 million that he got from the insurance lobby?
2: I don't know. I'd be burned through whatever money they got in, in one of those planes. accounts. He's burned through a lot of it. But again, I think the point the point being, again, next week there'll be something else. But just last week, we, we talked about a fact. I wonder wonder whose, whose employees they were, whose cars they were. Mm. And it turns out only because of Tennessee Tennessee law we're able to find it out. And it's all Florida floated tax taxpayer money fund
1: and all that. That's crazy. Um, And off the backs of us here in the state of Florida, and he's not doing anything to benefit us, just himself, just via the insurance lobby. I'm just still beside myself. So um, yeah, so uh, um, we'll, uh, with that said, um, we're going to end our show here Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Um, Check on us over at our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. From there, it'll take you to our landing page, ContractorTalkPodcast.com, which we can watch previous versions of our show, um, all that on our landing page. Thanks again for joining us here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you.